Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Kevin must be Kevin. <laughs> oh, t- We've got one of the great singers of this this country, not as produced, but this country Sorry. has had, and then we get that to start the show. Jeez, it's, 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 uh, let me say, you. the one good thing about that is it's all uphill from here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of uh, Food Bites, proudly presented to you, well, up until now, proudly presented to you by Cheese Links. You've never, ever accepted me or my singing, have you? <laughs> oh, that's a whole other podcast, and that's about, you know, millions of dollars in therapy if we get into that. <laughs> For me. <laughs> uh, welcome. My name's Kevin Hillier. This is the all-singing Sarah Patterson because Grace Knight is our guest, and that's why Sarah was singing a Eurogliders song. Unlike me, Grace is Australian music royalty. She's fantastic. She's a great, she can sing anything. She yeah. could, a bit like... Uh, Vicar and Linda Bull and a few of those people, she could sing your shopping list and it would sound oh, good. absolutely. She's got a great voice. She's got sing a the house fantastic down. jazz and bluesy mm. voice and, uh, and, does, uh, and does obviously rock and pop very well too. And she's a very entertaining lady as Is we're about to find out. Is she any good out. in the kitchen? We're going to find out. I reckon she might be. I reckon. She might be mad. <laughs> anyway, uh, now I want to tell you uh, a woman who isn't mad, who is ready to take your phone call right now, 52821984, is Janet at Cheese Links headquarters. <laughs> She's ready. She absolutely is. Mother's Day, last minute Mother's Day things you want to grab right now, you can do it. Get on the phone or jump on the social media platforms or the website, cheeselinks.com. Janet's firing on all four cylinders. and she got uh, six. She can sort you out with any equipment you need to start your cheese-making adventure in your own kitchen. She's got it all ready, waiting got it for you going to on. 52821984. She's a Melbourne Demon supporter, so she's up and ah, about. Like yes. There's no tomorrow. They're unbeaten, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, Above so your bulldogs on exactly the ladder now. Exactly right. So she's up and about. So give Janet a call, 52821984. Let's now. get, though, to our guest for this week. From Eurogliders, as you'll point out during this interview, uh, it's the one and only Grace Knight. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. How are you? Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well, Grace. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, no, pleasure. Um, the first question is always the hardest one because we ask you whether you're any good in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, am I any good? Well, I... You know, I, I guess it depends on the people you're, the standard that you're setting. I'm better than I used to be, but I don't think I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have a signature dish? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's whatever's kind of favourite. I think I, my favourite at the moment is I make a dashi stock with salmon, crispy skin salmon and noodles. And I love that because it's a very, very fresh and delicious dish. Now, Grace, you uh, you told me on a podcast that we did recently uh, that you've, you've dropped a, you've dropped a lot of weight. Now, was this a, a conscious thing? Was this something that just happened, or an eating plan? Where how did you how did you go about all this? Um, it was very much a conscious thing. Um, I had my partner and I had been trying different diets for uh, quite a number of years, and um, I've got to say, I felt quite miserable. You know, when when my food was taken away from me. <laughs> but I, I got on a diet plan uh, that I did with my partner 
and I've got to say it was actually easy and I'm not I'm not a paid advertiser for this person, <laughs> but I just followed the fast 800 diet plan. I did what I was told, and we did a graph of our daily weight loss, and it just watched it watched it come off. 20 kilos later, and eight months down the track, and it's still. I'm still at this goal weight, so I'm oh. ever so pleased. <laughs> That's wonderful. So when you say, am I good in the kitchen, uh, I'm marvellous at the moment because um, I've, I've just bought a new um, Fast 800 maintenance plan recipe book, <laughs> so everything I make is delicious. <laughs> That's the thing about that word diet, Grace. I mean, it, it, to me, it immediately makes you think of deprivation and all the things you can't have, but it sounds like this, yeah. uh, this plan allows you to have um, some pretty good stuff. Oh, it's just unbelievably tasty. But I think the, I think the thing that I've learned a bit from following this plan is that if you choose the right foods that make you, your tummy feel full for longer, like I've never been one who's eaten porridge oats. It's now my favorite breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Porridge and pear. And and that lasts me till one o'clock in the afternoon. I don't feel in the slightest hungry. I might have a cappuccino just to tide me over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. I'm ever so pleased. You're a you're a pom. You you should be a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that about yeah, Kevin. I, I've, been a, I've been a coffee drinker from way back. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and cappuccino's yeah. your coffee of choice? Uh, I'd be somewhere between a piccolo and a cappuccino, somewhere. It depends how strong the, the brew is. <laughs> is it something, um, the, the caffeine, that you need to sort of get you by? I imagine day to day you've got a fairly busy schedule, to say the least. Is coffee something you need to get going in the morning and throughout the day? Mm. Do you know what? It isn't. No, it right. isn't. I, I'm a greedy gut and <laughs> I just have what I want because I like it. But no, I don't actually need coffee and I'm a, I can actually drink coffee at, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night and go to sleep oh, yeah. without any problem at all. And I think it's because I drink so much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a bit immune. Hey, Grace, what did you grow up eating? I mean, uh, you came out, uh, <laughs> did you did you grow up eating stodgy food as a kid or what, what did you grow up eating? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to choke, choke now. <laughs> we haven't let anyone choke on us on the show. Press the, pot, press the cough button. I just burst out laughing. I burst out laughing because I, I don't know how old either of you are, but I don't know if you would remember <laughs> this culinary delight called Frey Bentos. Yeah, in a tin. Pie, in the which tin. was in a tin, a tin steak pie. Oh, yeah. And then you took the lid off and put the tin in the oven. I mean, it's <laughs> dreadful stuff. <laughs> I loved it. it <laughs> And that pastry was always so crispy and uh, crispy on top, but soggy as hell underneath. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of the uh, the Christmas dinner all in one that came in a tin, and you could get three different layers of Christmas dinner. That reminds me of the fray bentos. Kevin's shaking his head. I, I don't, don't think he it. remembers. No, I don't know. I've, I've, yet, I've yet to savour that little delight. <laughs> That's wonderful. A tin of Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I wonder if they still have those. I'm sure that Frey Brentos still has the, uh, the the pies in the tin somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. What about um, what about desserts? Did you did you have sweets growing up as a as a kid? And do you still no, have a sweet? No, no, no. That was the posh people had uh-huh. dessert or pudding, as we called it. Um, <laughs> they were they were the pudding eaters. Um, but we would often make things like um, French toast, uh, mm. you know, uh, egg soaked in butter, in uh, bread and fried and served with honey or sugar or mm. lemon and sugar. That's what we served it with. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, these memories. But I'll tell you one thing we did do that was, I think, really, really healthy. I haven't heard of anyone doing it since I came to Australia. When we were kids, we used to fight over who was going to get to drink the cabbage juice. Oh. Yeah. But the cabbage in the UK was different to the cabbage I'd had here, which was very white cabbage. The cabbage in the UK was very green. And so the juice that came from that green cabbage was a kind of brownie tea coloured juice but if you put pepper and salt on that juice it then became like a kind of cabbage miso it was delicious and we used and it was full of goodness I think (laughs) yes and so we used to fight over who was going to get the cabbage juice oh wow that's extraordinary (laughs) it's very Irish but you've just reminded me of another Irishness my mother used to send us to school with licorice twigs, which, you know, wood, a twig of of licorice, and dulse seaweed. Oh, that's very unusual. (laughs) It's very unusual, and it was a great way of your friends not wanting (laughs) to swap with you. And uh, but it was fantastic. Uh, it would last so much longer than real licorice or sweets or anything like that. And um, yes, there you go. Oh, There's another. So, so weird Grace, Irish if you were, um, it sounds like you don't have so much of a sweet tooth. But but today, if you were to allow yourself a, a treat on the on the eating plan you're on, what sort of things would you have as your, I guess you know, guilty or non guilty sort of treat? Yeah, well, that's my problem is I don't feel guilt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really feel that much guilt. And I do have a sweet tooth. I have an incredibly sweet tooth, which is what got me (sighs) to the weight I was Mm. and the attitude that I could eat whatever I wanted as well combined. Mm. On this meal plan, we've replaced chocolate with, I make a mix of, they gave me the recipe to make a mix of prune, apricot, almonds, walnuts, and then I've added my little bit of extra specialness, which is I grind some fresh coffee and I just put a little sprinkle of that over it. And then I'm very naughty. I'm sorry, (laughs) Dr. Mosley, but then I chop up some slices of crystallized ginger and I push that into the coffee grinds and then I make a – I smush it all down with a glad wrap into a block, put it in the freezer, and then then I have a slice of that. So it's like a log. So it's – well, it's like a – Skinny brick. Yeah. I guess it depends on the mould, you know, the, the yeah. whatever tray you put it in. And I use my coffee 
hamper to push it down and make a brick out of it. And so that's become, and now I don't like chocolate. I mm. think chocolate is really sweet, yeah. pretty kind of cheap tasting. Even the good stuff tastes a bit cheap in my mouth. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I so, yeah. So I think we've gone for this richer, you know, pruney, pruny type. Your um, your taste buds oh, have oh, obviously oh, changed. I forgot to mention, <laughs> I add coca to that mix. Coca. <laughs> so the coca powder. So that's oh, yeah. my. That I've missed out. So you could all, you could almost roll that into little bliss balls too, couldn't you? That arrangement. You could. That you could, but then my husband and I would be fighting over how many each was had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grace, the, uh, the, 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 the lifestyle on the road doesn't lead itself to healthy eating, really, does it? It's one of those uh, unfortunate uh, side effects of the, of the occupation. Yes, it, it does. And, and, of course, there are people that, you know, we were all vegetarian for years on the road. But of course, you know, you be, you become a bit painful to the other members that just want to stop and have a hamburger, and you're like, oh, I can't stand the smell of meat. So I think you know that kind of wears you down a little bit. But eating on the road is it's terrible. And backstage, you know, we get delicious platters of food just for nibbles before dinner, and you know. <laughs> Milky Ways and treats, and it, it's not easy to do that. It can be done, but the people that become really strict with it become a pain in the arse on tour. <laughs> Could you pretty much eat whatever you liked? I mean, back in the, back in the days of Eurogliders and so forth, because you're uh, you're expending so much energy on stage, you can pretty much have what you like. I well, I certainly could. I didn't. It sounds like. A, I had a problem with the weight. Look, I think if I kept eating chocolate the mm. way I was, I could have had a, I could have put myself into a serious health problem. Grace, we've talked about um, life on the road, but also I, I imagine life is also very interesting when you're at sea. And and you know, way back in in the day, or not that far back, you were um you were on touring on a on a cruise ship. It was as a means to get from A to B. Um, it was as a means for me to come and visit my sister in Australia. I didn't have a job and I didn't have any money. And I was lucky enough to get a job as a singer on a cruise ship coming over um, to Australia. So I got to visit my sister on that cruise ship. <laughs> and what was that would have been the, the early days of performing to an audience? How did that go yeah. down? Terribly. It, oh. I, I, I mean, it, was just, it was awful. And the the um, clients on on this cruise ship were the Women's Weekly World Cruise. And oh. it, I think they were set, like a septuagenarian group. So they, they were older people. They hated our music. I, I completely agree with them. I hated it too. <laughs> and we got asked, you know, they don't like you. Can you do something they know? And we found a album of um, Nielsen called A Little Touch of Schmielsen in the Night. And my partner and I went off and learned every track on that album. And the old ladies really loved it. So it was like, yeah, another pie, <laughs> another goon. <laughs> so, so we were able to, we weren't thrown off the ship. We were able to continue our 
free passage to – we weren't getting paid. We were just working our passage yeah. to Australia. As they say in the classics. <laughs> um, yeah. Grace. Now, I want to talk to you about what you're doing now because you're doing, you're doing shows on your own and you're also doing this, this wonderful um, show with, uh, with Wendy Matthews where you're doing the Paul, yeah. Paul Simon songbook. <laughs> It, oh, look, Wendy and I have been for years saying, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could do something together? And that's all we ever said. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could do something together? Anyway, it was like, come on, Wendy, let's not die wondering. Let's really get out there and, you know, put something together. And, of course, we couldn't decide what it was, you know, whether we were going to perform each other's songs or back each other. While, and we said, no, let's do something you know, that we can both get involved with and both sing together with. And so we came up with the Paul Simon songbook, which is just filled to the brim with incredible songs that yeah. people know and love. But more importantly for, for me in particular and, and Wendy is that they're brilliant songs. They're really excellent stories and they're just such a pleasure to sing when we're performing and the audience is joining in with us, you know, Wendy and I'll often just look at each other and go, isn't this, isn't this glorious? <laughs> That's right. It's just, I mean, it's not religious, but it's close yeah. to, to feeling wonderful. <laughs> hey, uh, Grace, this often puts people on the spot, but if you were hosting a, a dinner party and you could invite anybody oh, you like, uh, dead or alive, yeah, yeah who'd be on right. your dream dinner guest? <laughs> List. You're right. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Who? Oh my God! And it's so revealing about who mm. you know you are. Who would be my dinner guest? Um, well, you, you don't get a quick answer with that. <laughs> I don't want to spend a boring night with someone. Um, I think maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who yeah. passed away recently. I think she'd be really, really interesting. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Oh, sorry, I thought you said one person. Oh no, 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 no you can no. have you can oh, have you, some you others. Want a whole you whole table full. Oh my god, right. Here you we can go. have a couple more. <laughs> oh okay. Um, Ataturk, I'd like him to be there. <laughs> I would have him there because I think he did an immense amount of implemented an immense amount of things in his when he became uh, is it the prime minister or the it's not the king of Turkey but the, I think it, he would be the prime minister after the war and he implemented so many amazing things like you know we're going to use a different alphabet we're going to use a different mm -hmm. currency women are no longer required to 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 wear face covering uh, mm -hmm. unless they want to. It's not, you know, it's not the law anymore. And he kind of did all that like in a year. <laughs> it's, it's pretty major stuff. Yeah. So I thought he was a very um, respectful man to our soldiers, to the Anzacs that died there. Um, I, I thought he showed great respect. Who else would I have there? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the pressure. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. You can have just a nice cosy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, that would be cosy. That would be cosy. <laughs> be some very interesting dinner conversation that night. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Grace. Just I'm Kevin. Will tell you I'm a pretty pedantic sort of person, and I don't know whether this ever bothered you. But um, the days of Eurogliders. I know that people even today refer to them as the Eurogliders and stick a "the" <laughs> in front of them. Did that ever bug you? And did you ever want to just say, "There's no the"? Oh, in there. <laughs> oh look, we were so kind of 
up our, oh, I don't know if it was being <laughs> up ourselves, but we were always Eurogliders and, and we tried so hard to, to be, you know, to have our name said correctly. <laughs> it, I, I think you're the first person ever to have asked me this. And it was a thorn in, in our side for a while that people kept calling us the Eurogliders. <laughs> But I can't remember why it made me and Bernie and other band members so annoyed. I think it was just because they weren't getting our name right. Um, you know, when I think back at it, it's not it's not that major a deal. It's not such a big deal. The Eurogliders, <laughs> Eurogliders. I, yeah, so I, I think the language makes us want to say the in mm. front of in front of it. Yeah, it does. I've got, I've got Eurogliders here in the studio. It sounds like he's got something in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I don't think I ever said that in the radio once, Grace. I don't, I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that never. No, you would, Kevin. I've got, I've got an itch. You must have Eurogliders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it must be nice to be back out doing shows again after a year of literally sitting around the house. Oh, I, I did a solo geek on two nights ago, and I was so nervous. It was actually delicious to be that nervous again. It was really lovely and, and sweet. And I got on stage, and I'm like, gross, for Christ's sake, snap out of it. <laughs> you know, I, I felt all coy, and I didn't want to talk, and I was like oh. muttering, I don't know. But um, it was just – it was – it was actually a really sweet, nice feeling to have that amount of nerves again. But anyway, they soon went away and the show was fantastic and oh, I'm very lucky to work with a bunch of fabulous musicians that, you know, when I did make my mistakes, uh, jumped in and covered me up immediately. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, Grace, we finished by asking if you've got a, a kitchen tip or a kitchen a ki- a kitchen, a ki- a <laughs> kitchen tip uh, or cooking tip. Uh, that uh, that you live and die by. Have you got one of those? I do. I do. Oh, dear. And uh, hundreds of people will know it, but there's a few people that don't and it will help them. Peeling eggs. Hmm. Put it in the bowl of water, uh, of cold water. Crack it without smashing the interior, like just crack the shell. Peel one little piece off and then put a spoon in with the curve of the spoon cradling the egg and just slice that skin off. One go, two goes, it's peeled. Oh, I'm going to do that because that is my—that is the thing that drives yeah. me absolutely balmy. <laughs> do you not know it? No, no. Well, no, I haven't heard of that, no. What sort of food bite woman are you, Sarah? <laughs> not a very good one. <laughs> you don't know the peeling trick. I can't believe that. Oh, no, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but I'm going to try that one. <laughs> no, that's a beauty. And, and you, I love it. It's really fast. That's one of the best ones we've had. Thank you, well, Grace. Well, yes. <laughs> Just keep it under the water so that um, oh, you'll, 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 once you do it, you'll go, oh, this is easy. And then you know, Grace, that when you've got the teaspoon handy, you can actually put it in your mouth when you're chopping onions and it, uh, it stops you crying, apparently. Oh, you the no. theory is. Yeah, apparently no. if you clamp down on it with your teeth, it, uh, it stops the tears. But yeah. so Are you breathing through your mouth with your teeth clamped down or I, through your nose? I think through, I think through your nose. I, I haven't actually tried it yet, but that's just something I've been told and I, I do want to try. 
I breathe through my mouth when I'm cutting onions. There you go. And, and I suck. <laughs> I, <suck. laughs> I do lean backwards a bit. <laughs> oh, Kevin, you're good. Uh, the things we're finding out about uh, about Grace Knight. This is. I told you I'm not great in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're sensational. Oh, oh, but I, oh, I've got to tell you this. Since this is about food. So I've got a lemon tree and I make preserved lemon and so I put the and preserved lime. I've got a fantastic lemon and lime tree. Okay. So I've got my preserved lemon. I've shoved it in the, the, the chicken, the hole in the chicken, and I've put a few pieces of um, preserved lime peel inside the chicken. However, I didn't have my glasses on and I turned the chicken the wrong way up and cooked it upside down. And <laughs> and I pulled it out and I was thinking, why hasn't it gone crispy? Like what's, you know, I, I didn't understand what was wrong with the chicken. And I'm looking at it and I, anyway, I cut that chicken and I realized that I'd blown all my lovely crispy skin. But what happened was the juice of the lemons fell through the chest, uh, through the meat of the chest. Mm. And it was the juiciest oh. chicken I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, succulent. So cook your chicken upside down if you're prepared to lose your nice crunchy skin because it'll get so wet from the uh, from the lemon. Yeah. The preserved lemon, this is. It was just like, oh, my God, this is delicious. Yeah, and the gravity, because the chook's upside down, it will go through to the breast meat. Yeah. Seep down. Yeah. Oh, that's Beautiful. wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well yeah. done. These are the best two tips See? we've had. See, all of a sudden you're inventive and creative in the kitchen. No, no, I just made my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to tell them. The, the research and development department don't need to know that it was an accident. They just oh. need to know the end result. I've done it again since then. I, I did it on purpose the second time, and it was equally as moist oh, and delicious. Hey, Grace, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. So happy you're back on stage and singing again and, the, and uh, we'll give people dates of, uh, for those shows that are coming up with, uh, with you and Wendy as well. Thank you. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So we'll yeah. do them Goodbye. in the end. Okay. Thanks, Grace. Thanks, Grace. Goodbye thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. See ya. See ya. Have a good one. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Alrighty, what sort of a food bites lady are you? <laughs> well, obviously not a very good one, but I had not heard that uh, boiled egg tip and I am going to use it. I also be- loved her recollection of the uh, the fray bentos pie in the oh. tin. Yum. I wasn't I, – no, I, I honestly did not remember them and then you showed me – and you can see it on the social media platforms, on the Food Bites uh, f- Facebook page and, and Instagram, et cetera. The actual photo of the tin, uh, I still don't remember it. I don't oh, reckon I we do. ate them. I reckon we must have had a different version yeah. of it or my parents had more taste. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed that, Grace. Thank you so much. That was very <laughs> entertaining. Good on you, Grace. And uh, you She's can check out uh, Grace and uh, Wendy Matthews on tour uh, around the place. Mm. They're, they're doing dates everywhere. Um, they're fantastic. They're just fantastic. That Paul Simon songbook show, brilliant. I could sing some Paul Simon. No, you no, won't, but you'll be doing the Friday Food Poll. You were very quick to Friday food <laughs> shut poll. that down. Friday Food Poll. So this week's Friday Food Poll, in keeping with the weather getting a bit cooler, comfort food, meatloaf. Yes. It's a, uh, it's a childhood 
favourite or non-favourite, depending who you yeah, are. Yeah, okay. Depends how you do them, I well, suppose. Let's hear what the people have to say. What do the people have to say? Kelly says, hell yay, I make mini meatloaves so I can have them in a roll for lunch. Yum, Welcome they're nice in Sangers, yeah, aren't they? The lovely Sue Hosking, I would say nay. But having said that, I'm pretty sure there are some awesome recipes around now. So uh, that they're, they're a far cry from the bland, dry version I vaguely remember. If anyone has one, I would be more than happy to try it. So maybe a little yay in good faith. Kim says, yum, I love meatloaf, not the singer. Mm. Glenn, hell yeah, Paddo, that's a yay from me. Anne says, yes, I definitely love meatloaf. Andrea says, I made it this week, Sarah, very good winter meal. Silvana says, uh, yes for me. Leonie says, yep, it's a yay from me. Love meatloaf, yummo. Karen says, yay. Yes for me, says Silvana. Yeah, nay, says Michelle. Kate uh, Stevens says, sorry, was an option. Uh, Joe Garrett puts two vomit emojis up. Uh, Hell yes, says Rosemary. Adam White says, strong yes. Trent Langskull says, it's a yes from me. And Fran has... There's a very lovely yummy, yummy uh, meme, or whatever you call them, with um, Tom and Jerry. So that's a yes. Uh, Craig, yay. Rick says, yummy. Ian Barnes, my mate Barnesy, can't beat the meatloaf with bacon, cheese and cherry tomatoes in the middle Mm. and you've got to have gravy and mashed spuds with it as well. I agree. Uh, Now my mouth's watering. Fair enough. (laughs) Tim says, yay. Rachel, nay. Too many bad memories from childhood. Rebecca, yay. It was one of the first things I recreated when I went vegan. You have a vegan meatloaf. It's a nut loaf. Terry Daniel, yes, please, yum, with gravy. Kim Cartwright, no, it's weird and gross. It's <laughs> the American meatloaf. And Stephen says, when your grandfather was a butcher and you grow up with a hell of a lot of leftover sausage and minced meat, it was better than the overcooked rissoles any day. Yeah. Big similarity between uh, meatloaf and rissoles. But Wayne writes to finish off, no way, oh. no way. Bat out of hell is a pompous, overblown <laughs> boil on the butt of music of the music world and I still break into a cold sweat thinking about that bloated hippo of a man (laughs) wailing like he had his foot caught in a bear trap before the 2011 grand final. Ouch. That sums it up for all of us. The food version of meatloaf though is a much better, is much much better than that waste of blood and organs mentioned above. (laughs) Uh, Its magnificence is only limited by your imagination. Now my personal favourite, says Wayne, is to make a cavity in the middle (laughs) packed with cheese and onion with some bacony goodness added to ramp the awesomeness (gasps) up to 11. Love a bacon. I need some help with the pronunciation now. Then a packet of French onion soup mixed through the mince to pump even more umami umami flavour into the dish already packed into it. I don't know what that means. Anyway, overcooked meatloaf, however, is a crime against the culinary arts and an insult to the memory of the cow that laid down its life to provide you with the base (laughs) ingredient. It becomes a crusty abomination that tastes like... (laughs) It tastes sad and texturally feels like it's filled with wood shavings. Oh. It does, actually. Anyone saying no to meatloaf is obviously wrong and just needs to learn how to cook it properly. Yeah. Oh. Very good point, there's, and the yays have it. There's another coffee mug quote. I think we need crusty abomination on a coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could food that be a description of several people I work with, let alone... Oh, just uh, several people we know in food. general. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so thanks for your participation on our Friday Food. Food poll. Another one will be up this week, and we'd love to have your thoughts on whatever it is. Uh, whatever it'll t- be brilliant, no what, matter what. Whatever crusty abomination Sarah comes up with uh, for the uh, for your uh, yes or nay. Have you got anything nice to say before we head off? Cheese links. Yeah. Janet is a wonder. She's ready to take your call on five two eight two one nine eight four. Zero three outside Melbourne. Exactly. Cheeselinks.com.au. 
all the social media platforms. Great, uh, great deals available. Great uh, goodies available. So make and sure you take advantage of it. Great supporters of us. So That's thank right. you, Janet and Hutchie. Thank you to Grace Knight for being on our program. <laughs> Don't forget to on uh, the Facebook page we'll have the dates where you can see Grace and Wendy Matthews performing, and where you can see Grace performing. So they'll all be up there, so you can uh, book a ticket and go and see Grace perform live. She is very, very good. In the meantime, you can just uh, enjoy Heavenly Kevinly. Oh, seven. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Thank you, uh, Mr. Patterson. That's all right, Mr. Patty. Any time. All right, that's it. Food bites. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.